Happy New Year from Dating Funnies. How is everyone? It's a nice rainy New Year's weekend here. Rain, rain, rain. I don't know about you folks, but for me on New Year's Eve, I actually partied like a rock star. I did until about 8 o'clock. And then it was like, nope, time to go to bed. Nothing going on. I wasn't going to anybody's house. Nobody was coming over to my house. Restaurants are closed. Bars are closed. What else is there to do? Anyway, had an interesting week this week. We uh, had Christmas uh, uh, Eve dinner at my son's in-law's house. And then we had Christmas dinner at my son's house. And both nights, my son's in-laws, his wife, even my ex-wife, were all trying to come together an idea or plan to find somebody that should be dating me. So now my son's in-laws are trying to set me up with a friend of theirs. It's uh, in her early 70s. So I'm game. I'm more than happy to go meet them for uh, dinner at their house and a glass of wine or two. You never know where it's going to go or not go. I, so we'll, we'll have more to talk about that. That uh, lady that comes and goes in and out of my life, and we finally got connected last week, got intimate with one another, which is what she wanted. I ended up spending weeks interacting with her on text messages and sending naughty photos back and forth. Of course, I don't send nude photos, and I don't want people sending me nude photos, but we'd find different photos and, and things to... To, to kind of spice up the text messaging. And, of course, she was all endearing to all that going back and forth. And then, of course, we got together and we had our time together. And then she's gone dark on me again, so, which is what I expected. And uh, I just find it comical. She got what she wanted, whatever that was, and decided to, to, to leave. I guess she's moving down to Arizona. I feel like I was used. I'm just like a piece of meat here. But I was good with it. It worked for me. It was fun. Then, you know, I mentioned last week or so about my Talkify and the matchmaker trying to set me up with somebody in California and somebody up here in Seattle. And the matchmakers are pretty secretive about not giving away too much information about who their potential mate is. But the lady down in California apparently got enough information from this lady that she started doing her own investigation and found me and then actually texted me the other day saying, hi, uh, if this is so-and-so up in Seattle, when you get a moment, uh, call me. So I call her and I'm thinking, well, who is this? I'm in sales, so you, you, uh, you return phone calls, right? Then she starts to tell me who she is, how she found out who I am, and she didn't want to spend part of her money at getting connected through Talkify. And come to find out, she's she's in sales too. That's why she knows how to look people up and try to find out more information about them. So we chatted for a while, had a good conversation, and then she started texting me her pictures and wanted me to play this little questionnaire game, which I'm kind of doing. But we both agreed out of the gate, you know, I'm not really interested in having a relationship in Arizona or Southern California, not even Oregon. I just, I'd like to find somebody close by. I mean, it's boring enough as it is without anyone here. But I thought that was unusual that she would go outside of Talkify, the matchmaking service, and, and breach my privacy just so she can have this communication. 
I will, if I get enough information, I'll certainly look to see who the person is they're trying to set me up with. But I would never reach out to them and tell them, oh, by the way, I figured out who you were and I don't want to go through Talkify. I, I want to just go direct. I think that would really freak out a lot of people. Me, I don't care. I just, I just, if the roles were reversed, I think a woman, rightfully so, would be upset. And maybe I should be upset, but I'm not because uh, I really have no intentions of meeting up with her because she's too far away. But stranger things have happened, for sure. Then I'm on this dumb sugar dating site. Wasted my money on that again. Just hoping that maybe I can find a May-December relationship, a true relationship, where you date and you enjoy one another, and the younger woman gets to enjoy many aspects of what I enjoy, what she can't seem to find, and men her own age. And I'm not talking about 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds. I'm talking about late 30s to 40s to 50s. But what I have found, at least this last week, it had it happened to me twice. You know, these people want me to send them gifts before they'll agree to meet me or send them money before I agree to meet them to show my true intentions. And you guys have heard me talk about it before. I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. Why would I send somebody or give somebody money or gifts if I haven't even met them? They're a stranger. That's just like opening up my wallet and say, here, yeah, here you go. Just go ahead. But I had a couple of them sit there and try to tell me uh, through our conversation, well, it's pretty obvious that you aren't willing to tell me what you're willing to do that you cannot afford a person like me. Of course, in my head, I'm thinking, well, if you have got so much wealth behind you, why are you on this site? You know, what are you, what, why are you trying to reach out to, to, to men or women that have money if you claim that you have all this money? Now, I don't claim anything. I just put what I'm looking for, what my ideal situation would be. Of course, i got to put down what my income is, and I've changed that to show that I make less <laughs> less net worth, just to kind of see what kind of interaction I get from them. But I think if any of you men that are listening, if, if you're thinking about going on any of these sugar sites, or women, I mean, if you're looking for a man to, to, uh, to date or uh, you're willing to support a younger man, you know, I would just err on the side of caution. I know it works for some people. It doesn't work for everyone. It's certainly not working for me. Uh, as much as I would hope that it would. And I'm only on there, like I've shared with you folks before, is I'm on Match. I'm on Plenty of Fish. I'm on OkCupid. I'm on eHarmony. And I cannot get people, anyone, to interact with me. I've been saying out nice little, hey, Happy New Year. Hey, Merry Christmas. You know, how are your holidays? I'll get notifications from time to time on Bumble. And this one lady that I got connected with that lives up here who is moving down to Prescott, she seemed to be interested at first, but the next thing I know, she's sending me these links to her art gallery, showing me all these different pieces that she's got for sale. So now, and of course then, I didn't buy any artwork. I mean, it was, it was nice artwork. She did very good artwork, but it wasn't kind of artwork that I want to buy, and I've got plenty of artwork in my house now. But now looking back, I see that whole, her whole mission is to sell more of her artwork and not really meet anyone. So everybody's got their own little agenda going on. 
uh, whether it's a sugar site, whether it's regular mainstream dating sites. And me, as some of you grown to hear me and talk, I'm willing to try all kinds of different sites because I don't know who might show up. I mean, I met one lady years ago from an alternative dating site. And I thought, well, you know, I'll go on that site too. You know, I kind of like to play a little differently than most folks, uh, all within respect and boundaries and open communication. And I met this lovely Korean woman, and we had a great time dating and enjoying a different type of dynamic uh, behind closed doors. But then when I caught her lying to me about her ex, about her kids, about who she is seeing, then I came right out and told her, no, I am not, I'm not doing that. You either be honest with me and upfront honest and stay honest or I'm out. And she couldn't do it, so I was out. Then this week, for several weeks now, I've had uh, much interaction with a friend of mine and some complications he's having in, in his life uh, with his uh, wife and partner and my takeaway from all that was that I get that we come together we have life we have kids we have families and then along the way we kind of lose our path and that's what happened to me and my ex-wife we were, everything was centered around our kids and then as she got older and needed less of us we kind of forgot who we were and why we were even together so we kind of went our own separate ways right wrong or different, did things we probably wouldn't have done or shouldn't have done. And it just reminded me that coming back to your partner, I mean, we spent so much time being single, trying to meet someone, that, and we're eager to share everything about us and have this open communication. But then as soon as we get in this relationship, it's like we turn into adversaries. You're afraid to have an open line of communication. You're afraid of what you might hear. I just don't think that that's healthy. I think we need to all learn to sit down and have a discussion and, as I call it, a safe place to land, get to talk to my partner about anything and everything without the fear of repercussion. And my partner gets the same right from me, that I, I can't get, get mad at them or anything based upon what they're saying. They're sharing with me what they're feeling, or, uh, what if, if a certain situation bothered them or flared something up that came from their past. Why wouldn't I? I mean, if you're in the business world and you're trying to accommodate a customer, you would pay attention to that customer because you want their dollar. They want You want them to have a great buying or selling experience with you so you can cater to what they want and what they say they want. I think it's the same thing in a relationship. Pay attention to your customer. Listen to them. Take their advice. Maybe there's things you could change about yourself. They could change about themselves and make a better better partnership. I'm not Dr. Love on the radio, but it sure sounds like it, right? I just, uh, like most of you folks, it's just very problematic trying to meet date someone. Now, I did get the, another response to my email from Melissa. I'm going to bring her up again. I responded to her email, and what I thought was interesting is I guess she kind of had a discussion with this gentleman that was a really good friend of hers, and then they became intimate, and the friendship kind of diminished. So whatever that disconnect was, you know, whether he didn't find her sexually compatible anymore, or he just decided that she really wasn't the one he wanted, but it took sex to convince him of that. But then he tries to soften the blow and tells her, hey, you know, I'm so much older than you. If I was younger... 
then I would have a relationship with you. Well, he could have had that discussion with her before sex. And I saw a thing the other day on TikTok, of all places, of course, is that a woman gets to choose who she's going to sleep with, and a man gets to sleep with whomever he can get. So maybe in that particular case, Melissa was excited because she's going to allow this guy to have her, so to speak. And this is, for him, Melissa was the only person he could get at the moment. And I asked her back in an email, well, what's the age difference? I mean, I'm in my mid-60s. I'm willing to date someone in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, I found that the 50 and 60-year-old people that I'm trying to attract, they're really not so much into the dating world. They've totally pulled back. And I think most of us, men and women alike, we've all pulled them back because we're tired of the stupid games out there. People ghosting us. You take them out as a man. You buy dinner, drinks, having a great time. You never hear from them again. And after a while, you get tired of doing that. So I'd be curious to know, maybe I'll hear back from Melissa, as to what is the age difference? To me, I would be flattered if a younger woman wanted to be with me, provided it wasn't solely because of money. And that was the other thing that came up to me this week, is I had a couple people on the dating site trying to tell me that uh, who they said I, I was and wasn't. And I chuckle, and it reminded me that, you know, we all have to be careful about who we're talking to because you really don't know who that person really is. You're just having emails back and forth. They could be anybody. And a good example of that is, I think I shared this on this podcast, but how many of you know who Jack Dorsey is? Well, he's the CEO of Twitter. Look at that man with his hair and his beard and his nose ring. He looks like a homeless person. If you saw him walking down the street with a big heavy jacket on and just kind of strolling down the street, you might think that he's a homeless guy. Yet that man has a lot, a lot of money. And on the perception of how he looks, you might think he's a terrible person. And he might be a really nice person. He might be really guarded afraid that people want him only because of his money. But, you know, you might, we might turn off the wrong person when they could have been the right person. The right person for, what do they say, for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So I guess my message here today, I'm going to work on it. Let's be kind to each other. We don't know how it's going to evolve or not evolve. It's like Melissa, the gentleman that uh, that she had sex with. I think he could be a whole lot kinder to her. But even with that said, what's that old saying? No matter how thin you slice it, there's always two sides to the story. So I'd love to hear his side of the story. I'm not saying that Melissa's wrong, but you know, like this friend of mine going through his challenges with his marriage, you know, all I could do is support him as a friend, but I'm certainly not against his wife because I don't know her side of the story. And they don't really have to share it with me, but there are always two sides of a story. And I call it the dance. I lean in, they lean in. I pull back, they pull back. That's kind of what my ex-wife and I did. We did the dance. You know, we she started pulling back, I started pulling back. Well, if she's going to do that, I'm going to do this. That's when we should say, hey, let's slow down here. Let's get recentered. Let's refine ourselves. I mean, for me and my ex-wife, when we got divorced, we were both 42 and our son was going off to college. How huge is that? Be in your early 40s. 
and you got somebody going off to college and no other younger kids. Now, my son, his wife, they've got younger kids, and they're in their 40s, and the kids are seven and under. Well, it takes a lot of extra energy to raise toddlers, but when you're in your early 40s, you're free to go. You can go travel, and you can go out to dinner and drinks. You don't have to worry about anything at home. What a great spot to be in, and we kind of miss that because we both went different ways and the, the road traveled really wasn't all that great at least not so far i mean i'm healthy so far she's healthy she's got a great guy that she's with now we both do okay uh, i do better than most when it comes to financial but i also work seven days a week and really have put my my whole mindset in a business because I'm not really dating someone. And for those of you, just a little quick thing, and I'll let you go for this week. If you're struggling with money, uh, try to want to get in a better spot financially, especially through this pandemic thing. If you haven't read the the book called The Compound Effect, I would strongly recommend it. it changes your whole perspective on how one little small thing can change your outcome. And that would be the same thing in relationships. So, if I asked you to put a penny in the jar today and two cents tomorrow and four cents the next day and then eight cents the next and 16 cents then 32, 64, you're doubling it every day. At the end of 30 days or 30 weeks or 30 months or 30 years, whatever it is, whatever your time thing, meaning like you'd put in a penny this year and two cents next year and four cents the following year so that you go out 30 years or 30 months to a penny today and two cents next month and so forth like that so you kind of get a rough idea at whatever that 30 cycle is you're going to have ten million seven hundred ninety four thousand dollars in the bank if you can fund it so we all have different levels in which we can't fund it but just it all started with a penny just a penny and so it's interesting i saw another thing on tiktok where They've asked people to take envelopes and number them one through a hundred, shuffle them all up, and then every day you pull an envelope up. And whatever number is on that envelope, that's how much money you put in that envelope that day. And if you do that, by the end of the hundredth day, you've saved over $5,000. So can we not do the same thing when we finally meet someone and date them and kind of put our good thoughts and good words into building that relationship, whether it's a friend with benefits whether it's just a casual hookup, whether you're just dating and having fun, or you're going into a long-term relationship. Why can't we do the same thing? Why couldn't you take those same envelopes and we each put money in it and you're saving to have a big uh, trip once the pandemic's done to where you can go travel, you're building something together, or a big fancy dinner, whatever it is. Going out and buying new clothes, going out and treating yourself to something for the house whatever it is can make something like that kind of a fun challenge that you're both working towards so with that said i think uh i covered a lot today uh will be interesting to see what happens with the in-laws and their friend my fear factor is and what i heard a long time ago is that when a woman or a couple tried to uh, refer you to a friend of theirs then that friend typically ends up being almost like them and although, unlike my son's in-laws, we're all different in different ways, and they're certainly different in a lot of ways, and I enjoy being around them, but I don't know if I'd really want to date someone that, like my son's uh, mother-in-law, although she's 
very joyous and outgoing. There's just different things about her that I don't align with with her or her husband. But but we all get along just fine. We all enjoy our differences. I just don't know if I want to partner in that same vein. So I'll, I'll keep you updated as to that. Once again, I encourage you to please send me an email. And if you don't want me to use your name, say so. I won't. But I'd love to get more stories uh, from you about your successes, your failures, what you're hoping to accomplish in 2021. We're now done with 2020. Although 2021, right, you get it? 2021. Let's not hope that's the case. But hopefully this next new year will be great for all of us and our family lives, our single lives, and uh, meeting and dating people to whatever you're trying to accomplish. Look forward to bringing you whatever stories come my way. And even if I find someone and we start dating, I'll certainly share some of those mishaps that we have along the way. If nothing else, give you guys a chuckle. Give me a place to, to speak out and rethink what my position is or is not. And it allows me to chuckle sometimes about my missteps. So have a wonderful year coming up. I'll be podcasting periodically. I'm not going to be doing podcasts every week. Part of that is after I set up this podcast, I have to go back and edit it to get rid of my sniffles and my ahas and uh and all those type of things. So you get a better flow of the conversations. And that takes a lot of extra time. And trying to do this at the same time and get out a podcast every week has been somewhat challenging in the last several months. So my apologies. I really appreciate everyone listening, uh, listening to some of my thoughts and my ideas on this crazy world called dating. Happy New Year. Take care. Have a great week.